Want to make the most of your next vacation getaway by focusing on fun and not logistics? Tripcast 360 is sponsored by St. Eustatius. Looking for a place where tranquility and adventure coexist? Look no further than the beautiful Caribbean island of St. Eustatius. From hiking trails to underwater adventure and pristine beaches, Stacia has it all. To learn more about Stacia, check out their website, stacia-tourism.com. Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of lively banner about travel, lifestyle, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon Bennett, and I am joined as always by the man who is on his way to his home country of Barbados, one Dave Cumberbatch. Davey, 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 you looking forward to that trip, man? I'm certainly looking forward to that trip. I mean, I would love to take you out of that sauna in Las Vegas, but... uh... Oh, speaking of sauna, the first day of spring, we're recording this on March 22nd. The first day of spring was yesterday. Two days from now, it will be 90 here. Oh, man, you can keep that, man, you know. (laughs) But you can probably, I mean, you can probably save on your electricity bill or your gas bill. Just, you know, know, just put your eggs on the sidewalk and they'll fry good for you and you can eat them. What you talking about, Willis? Um, <laughs> um, it's funny because when I got back from Hawaii on, on um, New Year's Day, it was 26 degrees when we landed at the airport. So in two months, it jumped all the way to 90. Uh, this That's is why crazy. people get sick at this time of year. And the winds, we had 50 mile an hour gusts, three days running. Today, it dropped to 25 and they call it a breeze. <laughs> dirt every damn place because you know this is desert there's nothing that you know it's dirt and, and things just collect and the, the sanitation departments are going nuts just trying to keep up with cleaning all the garbage up <laughs> well you know what that's really some good commentary because on our show today we'll be talking about cruises and all that good fun stuff actually i like today's show because all right we have a bona fide Honest to goodness, real life travel agent on our show today who's been at this pushing two decades now. She knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. But for those of you who listen, who are over the uh, under the age of 40, you probably never heard the word travel agent before. Yet for those of us who are over the age of 40, that's what we use to book our travel all the time. And there's services that they offer that all the OTAs, online travel agencies, cannot do. And you need to understand that you think you're going online to save money and stuff like that. You may save a penny, but the headaches that come with it ain't worth the trouble. And just as an aside, most people in Europe use travel agents. Yeah. America is the only one where everybody's online trying to find the cheapest deal. And then they wind up getting screwed when they go cheap. And uh, and in a lot of cases, it's not the cheaper deal. You know, I, I, I did an all inclusive in Mexico. Right. This is probably in Cabo San Lucas, maybe five years ago. My girlfriend is addicted to booking online. And I said, why do you keep doing that? So we get to the hotel. And come to find out the only reason we got the place cheaper is because they were also trying to sell us timeshares. And um, we went to put the stuff in the safe in our room and, and the safe didn't work properly. So I had to go back to the front <laughs> desk and spend $10 to buy a lock. I mean, just these little things just kept piling up. And I said, if you just use a travel agent, this would have been all done. Travel agents perform an essential service. Huh? When, you, when you book online, you don't know anything about the neighborhood that the hotel or your accommodation is in you don't know about crime you don't know about any of that stuff and i would imagine that travel agents can better prepare you for that destination as opposed to going online you're seeing a hotel you're seeing a beautiful room but you don't know what's within 500 yards from that uh hotel or that neighborhood 
Well, a lot, a lot of that is, is true. It's very true. You know, and the other thing about travel agents, many travel agents travel. They just don't sit at home booking. They've been to a lot of these places. They can tell you the, the scoop without, uh, without having to sit there and think, well, let me call one of my friends and find out what's going on. They already know because they've been there. So uh, yeah. that's why I'm excited about today's show. So let's jump in. But before we do, uh, the TripCast 360 podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let me see. iHeart, Google, Apple. Uh, Spotify, you name it, we're there. But the best place to check us out is on our website at TripCast360.com. We uh, post a new episode every two weeks. Uh, we're in season three now. We're excited as all get out to keep doing this for you. And we are immensely happy that, at least in some parts of the world, the pandemic is waning enough to get us out of our butts and back on planes and stuff again. So that's pretty cool. That's right. So uh, if you have a show idea for us, you can always uh, send those to us um, via email. Contact at TripCast360.com. We don't just cover the traditional travel. We also cover fashion. We we kind of link fashion and travel together. We cover entertainment. Um, it's all you know tangential to the travel industry. Sports. You know, we've had musicians on. We've had comedians on. Uh, so don't think of it as just travel in this little box. Think of the more expansive worldview of travel. And, um, oh, we got social media handles. Talk, tell me about them, Dave. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, and we are just about creating our profile for YouTube. You know, video is extremely effective. So we are planning on using much more video on YouTube. And while you're there, just subscribe, like us, tag us, and send us a note. We want to hear from you. Yeah, well, okay, I do want to hear from you. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, let's get let's get this guest in here because we're probably stealing her thunder telling so much about uh, uh, travel agents, but her name is Gisha Cumberbatch. Uh, she's the owner of La Rosa Negra Travel, uh, and she's been in the travel business for pushing two decades now, as I mentioned at the top of the uh, podcast. And one of the reasons that we wanted to have her on the show is we wanted for her to explain to us how travel agents work, the benefits of using an agent versus doing the OTA stuff. And we're also going to get into some of her personal travel. She is uh, bilingual, by the way. She does speak Spanish as well as English. So for those of you uh, who are Spanish speakers, she can handle that. Uh, we will let you tell her how she learned Spanish because that's part of her background and things like that. So, uh, Gisha, welcome to the show and um, let's have some fun. Hi. Thank you for having me, Michael. Hi, David. Well, hi, Keisha. Hi. So, <laughs> yes, my, <laughs> my name is Keisha Cumberbatch. Um, originally from Venezuela. My father was from Trinidad, and I was brought up in Houston. Oh, wow. Wow. Tell us about your background. How did you get excited in the, in the, in the industry? Um, one of the questions I asked you in our pre-interview What's the difference between a travel agent and a tour guide or a tour operator? So I began with the travel industry. I started working as office manager in another in another franchise and started learning the business there and servicing individuals as well as groups. Individuals, we call them FITs and as groups, so obviously more than, than five, six people. Um, uh, we did corporate and, and continue medical education. I was the servicing part of the travel agent is where we do the research for you, different itineraries, options based on the dates that you would like to travel. Um, 
We also get the, the quotes for you from, in our case, with the cruise lines, or if you're doing a land program, a resort like Michael was, was referring to, um, we can get you those different options, room categories, um, the, the op- if you're doing any events, pre or po- uh, post hotels, um, any cocktail receptions on a cruise ship, you can do that as well as in a land program for your group or for your individuals. We want to do any specialty dining, all that. We handle it as a travel agent. If um, as the part where you say as the, the tour guide or um, a specialist in that sense, if I'm working a group, I always like to escort the group to make sure that everything we requested from the resort or from the cruise line for that group, uh, their onboard events are carried out as we confirm prior to finalizing payment. Talk about some of the downfalls in not using someone like yourself that provide that service. Well, and um, it's a lot of it's overwhelming and stressful. As Michael was mentioning, yes, you can go online, you can find multiple offers, but then you start off. It starts off with the price that catches your attention, and then you're clicking on picking the room that you want to pick. Then it's an additional. Uh, fair or additional amount for what, if whatever room that you're looking for, then it's the situation. If you're, if it's, are you wanting meals? If it's going to be included or is an additional cost for that? It's just a lot of different steps that we can take care for, take care for you. And you're avoiding that stress before you're actually going on vacation or whatever event you plan to do. Do you find that because most people, today is at least in the United States shop on price alone and they don't think about the the things that go into that price point um, yes I do do <laughs> and you do yes. that um, do, but do, do you find that you're actually saving or at least breaking even and still giving them a better experience than if they just tried to do it themselves um to to first off to to answer if they, if it's the, the pricing, what they're seeing online, the majority of the times is non-refundable, but you don't see that until the, you get to the end. Right. So that's when I have to come in and say, okay, yeah, that price is less than if I quoted them and they go back and say, well, I saw this, but your pricing is non-refundable. I'm quoting you refundable. I can quote you non-refundable, but then again, what it entails to that. At the same, at the same time, it's, um, it's sometimes, you know, of some clients that you might, especially if they're brand new, that you might have to fire your client because sometimes you're not the best fit. And we have to be able to say to them, look, I think I've done as much as I can for you, but I just feel we're not the same fit. Because if if you ask me to do something for you, some research, and then you turn around and come back for $20, $30, $40 less but then I have to go back and explain to you that what you're seeing is non-refundable because you don't see that until after you click and click and click and click and click. Yep. Yep. And the other thing with the online stuff too, is the constant upselling that goes on, which drives me up a wall. You get ready to book a trip and then there's insurance. I mean, how many, you know, and most people don't know anything about travel insurance or, or health insurance that what happens if you have a, you know, a heart attack while you're on a cruise ship or something like that, and you need to get off that ship. I mean, these are the nuances that the average consumer just doesn't happen. And if you don't think it happens to you, ask all those people who got stranded on those cruise ships during the pandemic. 
I, I, we always at Dream Vacations, we always recommend, highly recommend that you purchase traveling protection. And we also, I offer it as well. When I send the quote, this is what we offer. And it gives you the detailed explanation as well. Um, you can opt in, you can opt out. You can, you have normally about a week before you sail to purchase travel protection. Um, but if we don't make it mandatory. Some people already have travel protection included in with their, some credit card companies already have it. That, that offer it for them, but they don't understand. In some cases, it's best to spend that $50, $100, dollars more, depending on the cruise fare where you're traveling to, um, to be safe and secure. Yeah. And to avoid any, all cruise ships have the medical services on board, very good medical services on board, but they, people need to know that if you don't purchase insurance, when you get that bill, Whatever was expense in that medical in that medical services, it's it's a little hefty. Yep. So, so it's yep. good to at least to cover that um, because it helps out in the in the future. You can file your claim and get your money back. Right. Yeah. You know, what's that song, Dave? That's the breaks. My bill sent you a whopping bill. <laughs> That's the same thing with it. <laughs> okay. I, I invoked a little Curtis blow here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody over the age of 40 gets it. Those of you who don't go look up who Curtis blow is. <laughs> when you're creating a package, how does that process work? Do you, do you choose a destination and you choose all of the other, let's say, for lack of a better term, uh, amenities that come along with that, uh, all the activities and so on. And then you sell that, you present that to your potential in the clients? Case, in the case of what I have right now that I'm offering for next year, those packages, I picked them out and spoke directly to my suppliers. But normally when I work with individual groups, and mm -hmm. they give me an itinerary that they want to work with. I look up the, the, the sailings options, give them those itinerary options for them to pick. And we work with, in, let's say, with, with this. Can I mention a cruise line? Is that okay? Oh, Royal yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caribbean, for example, I will talk to my BDM, which is my business developer, and see if we can get some, some points, um, perks to add to the cocktail receptions. We can have a welcome aboard cocktail reception, a bon voyage. We can have group dining. Um, we can have like some gifts put in the cabins, like uh, chocolate covered strawberries, some, some sparkling wine, bottled water. Um, onboard credits, you know, from $25 up to $75 per cabin, you know, or a hundred, it depends what, what points and the sailing as well. The length of the sailing also is, it could be a five, four night, five night or seven night, which is normally what we like to promote as a seven night sailing, because you do get enough time to not only enjoy the ship, but to do what other programs or events and excursions, group excursions and team building that they can do on board the ship. Right, right, right. How do you create your your packages considering that there are some cruise liners that are on the top, they're like luxury, and then you have the ones that maybe in between and at the bottom. When you create your packages, do you consider all of that and then your potential clients just choose the one that they want, perhaps? Well, yes, perhaps and based, based on the and we base it also in the cabin categories, like you said. I mean, it could be suites balconies, ocean view, which are picture windows or inside cabins. I have to give them those options because 
It's based on their budget. If, if you're having a group that people are buying into the group, and again, it's that option that I present that quote with giving you those options of cabins. I may have a group that only wants balcony cabins, mm-hmm. you know, no insides, no ocean views. They want 20 or 50 balcony cabins. And that's all that I have to, I, I can request. And that's a little part of negotiating with the cruise line because not always revenue department will want to give you um, mm-hmm. all bank balcony cabins. But if it's normally when it's, in that case, it's because it's one person that's making that payment for that group. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, now that we've, we've, we've tap danced around some of uh, those packages you've got, what are some of those? Let's get specific. Where, did, where, where, what, what, what in the creative mind of Gishu did you come up with for packages for uh, mm-hmm. the rest of this year, if there's any, and definitely 2023 and 24? I know you got some because you mentioned them before. So for 2022, I'm kind of taking it a little bit slow because we are seeing people are just starting to get into traveling. And as far as with cruises, um, I am taking individual bookings as far well, groups, if they would like. I did have some um, ladies that traveled to uh, Los Cabos this um, couple of weeks ago. And I have a couple that's doing uh, Punta Cana also actually this weekend. But for next year, I actually have a land program for South Africa in May. May 20th through the 28th. And that is including with, with the in domestic flights in Africa. So that I have that on my, um, on my LinkedIn page right now. And on my, if you have my information, you can get in touch with me for, um, then I'm with Ama Waterways. I decided to do some wine cruises, one in September, September 26th through the tw- to October 3rd, the vineyards of the Rhine and Mosaic. And then in October, October 19th through the 26th, we have a taste of Bordeaux. Ooh. So, <laughs> yes, a little. Um, uh, <laughs> stop it, Michael. <laughs> the news of the Rhine starts in, in Amsterdam and it ends, disembarks in Luxembourg. So you are doing... Um, Amsterdam, we have walking tours. The tours are included, by the way, and uh, they have options that you can pick. Um, Amma Waterways always includes their shore excursions. They do have additional ones that if you want to pay a little bit more for them, I'm not taking away from that. But to be honest, the shore excursions that are included in their packages are really, really good. So it goes Amsterdam, Cologne, um, Rhine, George, and Ruttersheim. I apologize if I mess up some of these names, Mines, um, Lastein, and Mose Valley, and then Birkenscastle and Luxembourg. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So, and then the taste of Bordeaux, it's a lot of wine drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can oblige next. <laughs> so it starts in Bordeaux uh, because really they are all, the, the 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 excursions that we have that I that are in the, included in the package literally stop in a lot of vineyards as well. In the previous one, I forgot to mention that, but this one as well. You've got Bordeaux, Le Bourne, um, Blage, Borg, Pollock, Cadillac, Bar- and Bordeaux. There's two days in Bordeaux. Ooh. So Ooh. and and there's a UNESCO city tour in the wine museum as well and market tasting. 
Ooh. What are some of the more popular cruise destinations at this moment? At this moment, uh, Caribbean. You do have the mm. Caribbean. You do have pe still people traveling to Europe, but, you know, with the situation right now, um, mm. people are a little hesitant to go out towards Europe, even though um, France is like almost 2,000 miles away from that area. Yeah. But you do, do have the hesitant. The people are hesitant. But the cruises, the river cruises are, they're sailing. They've limited their 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 destinations that would go towards that area. And they're focusing more towards the light, the sides of France and mm. Amsterdam. Gotcha. Bef before we get too far away from uh, the packages you put together, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you to do that? I, I, I'm assuming you probably want to have a little more hands on with these. Yes. Um, I, my cell phone, 703-389-4617. Or my email, it's G Cumberbatch. That's the first letter of my first name, G-C-U-M-B-E-R-B-A-T-C-H at dreamvacations.com. Cool. Uh, okay, hey. family. That's cool. That's cool, family. I'm, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. I mean, we can't just go around it, but we might be related distant cousins. I'm sorry, Michael, to bust your bubble, but... <laughs> Look, I, I don't need David as a cousin anyway. You are different, but him, yeah. <laughs> Do you find that you get a lot of requests for folks who might not, especially at this time of COVID, folks who might not want to get off ship and visit, you know, historic sites and those types of things? Because nowadays, a lot of the cruise ships, they offer so much on board. So in saying all of that, do you find that there's a demand for cruises to nowhere? I haven't seen the demand for cruises to nowhere. I'm, on the contrary, I see people want to go to places and book their shore excursions and get off the ship because the cruise ships, even yes, they do offer a lot. But to me, I consider a cruise ship a floating city. You have everything. You have entertainment. You have the casino. You have shops. You have um restaurants, you have different venues, bars, lounge, sports bars. They have sports bars now. So there's some cruise ships that you may, your husband and wife may be gone. And if he likes sports, he may be in that sports bar for the entire, <laughs> the moment he gets on the ship. And, and but they're amazing sports bars away as, as well. But people do need that relaxation and that breakaway from the, the onboard events and just experience a different culture. Yeah. yeah. And those sports bars are awesome, by the way. I was on uh, Royal Caribbean, I believe, in Mexico during the NBA finals. Oh, and my, my goodness. My, my poor girlfriend could not get me out of that sports bar to for anything. Oh, no. Yeah. She tried. <laughs> Time zone didn't matter to it, me. It, yeah, no. You see, it, maybe why? Maybe that's the reason why she's still your girlfriend and not your wife. <laughs> oh, no, he did not. Yeah, he he, 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 he went there. He, he's been trying to get us married for almost 10 years. Okay, well, I'm, I'm expecting, since I'm now the adopted sister, I'm expecting my invitation as well. Oh, she's that's already, right. She's already, she adopted you and she doesn't even know you. The minute I told her where you were from and that you spoke Spanish and that you were a travel agent, she was sold. 
Okay, well, here we go. We're, I guess we're going to be planning your honeymoon. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you will, because I'm not having nothing to do with that. <laughs> Perfect. I all, look forward all, all, to all I do is write the damn checks. Well, good. I look forward to exceeding your expectations for that. So that's that's, right. that's what I'm here for, I, to exceed expectations and, and, and get what my client needs, what he wants, what they want, and what they need. And when so and when and when you get and when you get David on a on a ship, make sure you get him a little dinghy. He doesn't need a cruise ship. He didn't need a boat. Just get him a little dinghy. <laughs> Just with a little motor. He can drive. No, himself no, no. Around. He's gonna he's gonna have to do a, a, a river cruise. Definitely a yes, river cruise. Yes. Yeah, yes, David. Yes. You don't have to worry about getting seasick. Yes, right. a river cruise right. would be fine with him. And then you know we can step up to the to the to the higher level. But I think. I think David will be fine on a, in a, on a river cruise. Only and enjoy him, the, as long as they serve him rum, he's good. Yeah, but no, yes. he's still got to do the excursions. Well, he can do those well, drunk. Nah. <laughs> you go into different cultures. You want to learn about the different cultures. Yeah, you can yeah. drink when you get back on the ship. That's important. Yeah, that's true. Looking for a unique Caribbean island getaway? It's time you discover Stacia. St. Eustatius is one of Mother Nature's finest creations. Its history and culture is second to none. Stacia, a world leader in ecotourism, features spectacular underwater adventure, breathtaking hiking trails, and pristine beaches. Visit stacia-tourism.com to begin planning that one-of-a-kind vacation. What is the biggest challenge in your industry today? Um, Are there any misconceptions about the role that a travel that a travel agent or or tour operator plays because as Michael said earlier, folks in Europe use travel agents all the time. For some reason in North America here, people just want to go online and they want to book. And I would imagine that this is more specific to air travel as opposed to cruise. Well, uh, to this is my opinion. I do believe that because there is that misconception because everything is is cheaper online mm-hmm. and you doing it on your own and you're putting your information all out there. And I, like I said, it's so stressful to the booking process. It, in some cases, some websites are not user-friendly and you're clicking mm-hmm. and clicking and clicking. And when you get through the process and it comes back and says, Oh, I'm sorry, your price changed or to the purpose mm-hmm. of flights. And if you're booking a flight is, you know, you I've always tend to book flights early in the morning, check out their websites and go direct to the airlines because sometimes it's just the process of going through. It's overwhelming when you're looking at so many different flights, so many different pricing, all different types of pricing, and, and you're not sure exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Several years ago, maybe about 20 years or so ago, I read a story about a lady. She was a much older lady in in her retirement years. And she obviously obviously had the financial wave of fall. She wanted to spend the rest of her life just on the cruise ship, just going back and forth wherever wherever the cruises are. (laughs) Wow. Well, the cruise ship is, I mean, you have to remember on board a cruise ship, the price you pay also includes all your meals. Except yeah. the specialty dining, your breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, all that is included when you're paying for your your cabin fare. There are specialty dining rooms where you have where, where there is an additional cost. The main dining room where you can have lunch, sit down lunch and dinner 
It's not the price is included in and there are multiple, not just one main dining room. You've got cruise ships are so large right now. You might have like four or five main dining rooms that the price is included. Yeah. You can have breakfast at the at the buffet area um, or a sit down breakfast in the in in the restaurants as well. Um, They have different venues where you can have snacks. Um, Royal Caribbean, like you said, Michael, you've been on board. You know, they have their pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it has a little deli and all that, coffee shops. Starbucks is on Royal Caribbean as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. I absolutely forgot about that. And a lot of these cruise ships they're building now, I mean, the massive behemoth that Royal Caribbean has, their Oasis and the others, they've got mm-hmm. some ships that are now rivaling the size of those two. And those were the industry big boys just five years ago. And, and Wonder of the seas. Right. And it's just like, when you go on these ships, there's like individual thematic cities within cities on these cruise ships. You got your Italian city over here and you got your Spanish yeah. thing over here and you you got your, you know, your your Alaskan you know, thing over here. And it's like being in yeah. these little tiny cities and it's like you're getting culture within culture. Exactly. On my first cruise, I want some Jamaican jerk chicken. I want some outstanding peas and rice and I want some Bajan cuckoo. Dude. Why are you going on a cruise ship to eat the stuff that you eat all the damn time? Michael, let's just get let's just get him let's just get him his ticket to to Barbados and we're done. Oh, <laughs> I think he already I think that list he already sent it ahead of time. So when he I lands, did. he did. I did. He'll be there in th- he'll be there in three days. So he, he exactly. Did. So I'm pretty sure that they've already got that jerk chicken spiced up and ready set to All go. Right. So just put it on that grill. It's been okay. seasoned for the last three days. That the fact that you went the closer you get, the watery quicker your eyes are going to be watering. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want you to tell me, I'm going to jump back to the airlines for a minute. What is the deal with airlines? And I'm asking this question because I have spoken to probably two dozen travel agents. I actually sat on a couple of boards at times with travel agents. And the airlines are not very friendly to you guys in terms of paying you decent commissions. (laughs) Well, um, True. <laughs> and the reason I brought that up is because if somebody is sitting home wondering, you know, whether they should try to do it themselves or use you, you're not charging a lot of money because they're not paying you. <laughs> no. Um, and normally I personally like to do airfares when I'm doing packages, because mm-hmm. as individuals, they aren't paying. Right. They really are paying commission. So it's like to me, I would rather just, you know, include it in a package deal. And that's okay, but I can help people get their, you know, book their flights because sometimes, like I said, they do get overwhelmed. To to speak of this couple that I have that's traveling this weekend, um, they were doing it online, and all the only flights that came in were coming in were like twenty something hour flights out of DC to get to Punta Cana. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going. You're literally flying all over the United States when normally maybe five, six hour flight right. from point A to point B. And it was insane. And yeah. JetBlue. <laughs> Good old JetBlue. Let's <laughs> hope y'all don't get stranded in New York. Um. <laughs> Try to avoid it. Um, Try to avoid it. Yeah, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> I, I've been stranded on JetBlue twice, and it's the only time it's ever happened to me in my life. 
<laughs> yeah, both times I was in Dave's neck of the woods. <laughs> well, that I mean, again, you know, I mean, we know that the airlines hold space and and some cruise lines hold space as well. But when individuals are going online and you're checking for seating, that was the other thing that that we were dealing that I was explaining to her because I just felt that I could have taken care of all of this for you, but yet you decided to go in and look at it for yourself and then you were getting stuck. That she's got the pricing, but then where's your return flight? Mm-hmm. Did you book the return flight? <laughs> Did you? I thought I booked the return flight. No. And then the, then there was seating for one. And then the other one was like, like how are you going to book a, a flight for two and there's only seating for one person? <laughs> yeah. and, and the other thing too that, that you guys do uh, as a wonderful service. Seating is very important to me. At six foot five, sitting in a, a cabin seat does not work for me. And then when you see all the markups that they charge now extra for leg room, even though you only yeah. get two inches instead of five feet, which is what I need. And then I got a girlfriend who hates the exit row seat, which I prefer because I have the extra space. It's so nice. if you don't know the airline or the aircraft, because each aircraft, just because it's a 767-300 doesn't mean the seating configuration is the same on Delta versus American. It's not. It's, it's not. And you have to kind of know those things in order to get the extra space without compromising my girlfriend not wanting to sit near an exit row. And and we also ask those questions. We ask the clients what their budget is. What is your seating preference? What is your dining preference? I mean, do you I mean, do you have any issues if I can't find seats together? Window, middle seat. Because do you want to travel early in the day? Do you want to travel late at night? Do you want transportation transfers included in your in your package? Um, how are you getting to the airport? You know, all these things. Right. You know, when you get off the ship, do you want to stay? Do you want to do a post uh, um, hotel or do you are you flying straight home or are you getting to the in with the port in the city, Fort Lauderdale, Miami? Do you want to stay there prior to or if you're flying out, if you're sailing out of Barcelona? Do you want to stay? How many days would you like to do pre or post hotel? If you're flying out, if you're cruising out of Budapest, if you're doing a river cruise, going back to David, do you want to stay in Budapest a couple of days before or before you get on Mm -hmm. the ship? Or, you know, what do you want to do? What excursions are you interested in doing as a tour of the city? Little things like that. We have to ask those questions. Or, or I'll take it one step further, too. There's places that have so many airports, you have to figure out which one. You're in Houston. There's two in Houston. In New York, exactly. in New York there's five in Dave's area. In L.A., exactly. there's six within 30 miles of each other. Which airport do you use to which get to where you need to which go? Which is your airport that you prefer? I mean, people somehow sometimes have preference um, on, on the airports. Yeah. I prefer coming to Houston to Bush Airport, even though, yeah, Hobby might be closer, but I'm not a fan of Hobby. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I hate Hobby, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go come into Bush, you know, so. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, and back home, I you know, I I prefer Reagan, even though I'm 20 minutes away from Dulles. But right now, Dulles is my favorite because they're doing so many upgrades with Reagan that you get lost in translation. Mm. <laughs> in all the years that you've been in the industry, how has the industry changed in terms of destinations or uh, product or product and service offerings? You know that type of thing. Um, pre-pandemic destinations, I think there are more destination coming out. Destinations coming out. Um, the cruise lines are opening up in like their own private islands. Uh, you know, Royal Caribbean has their own private island. Yeah. Norwegian has one too. Disney has their own private island. So um, 
the products, um, the destinations, I think there, there's more flexibility. But then again, we have the pandemic just coming out of the pandemic. And then we have that situation in, in, in Europe that's kind of holding back what's happening, right. you know, because there's so many different cultures that and places to see in Europe. I, I be honest, I, I fell in love with when I did my first river cruise last December. And I just want to see more. But right now, you know, I can't say, hey, let's come along because not a lot of people right now are there. We're waiting to see. But we can't be held hostage of 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 from traveling of just what waiting to see what's happening in our surroundings. I'm not saying to not be safe. Right. But that, that is we, one big change. I'm glad you mentioned about the private islands. I mean, do you do you find that uh very attractive or and not whether you find it attractive, but do your clients, your customers, do they find that extremely uh attractive? I believe so because it's totally different. You're going to a private island that's open to you and those who are on the ship with you. There is right. nobody else getting in there. Whoever, you know, entertainment, food, the beach, everything, zip line. They have um, what are they called? The water sports and everything that right. you can do at the in the, in this private island. It's is only exclusive to those who are on the ship, unless there's another ship that's docked at the same time, which normally it isn't, that private island is, that's what it is. It's private island to you all that yeah. are cruising. I, I experienced that on a Royal Caribbean uh, cruise. Uh, there, uh, there was a little tiny island called Palm Island. It was mm -hmm. out there by itself. It was a private island. They ferried us over on little dinghies. Uh, it was great because you're right. We had that whole beach to ourselves. There was nobody there. All the food had to be brought over for us to yes. eat. And, and exactly. we, we, we pulled into that island at sunup. So it was early in the morning and we were there till well past dark, just having a and blast. <laughs> have you, have you done perfect day at Coco Cay? I have not. You need to do it. You need to do it. Definitely. Wow. It's huge. Let's talk about that. Yeah. It's huge. It's Royal Caribbean's private Island. Um, it, it, the, their port, the docks, it's, it helps out those large ships that they have now. It has the beach. It's got the meals. And you know that they bring the lunch and they prepare the lunch. And you have the, the beach barbecue, your drinks. They have the, the islanders. They have their own staff there. And they have their little shops, um, mm -hmm. beach shops and everything. Showers, um, beach um, beach games that they have. They have, I believe they have, um, it's not in perfect case. What is it, the, the globe that you can go up in the air? What's it called? Um. Oh my God, we're having a brain freeze. Yeah, I've, I've been known to have those of late. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh my goodness, I can't remember. But anyway, they anyway. do have all think, different things on, on the island. And the ship is there all day from the morning it gets in. And I think it stays there depending on the itinerary till the afternoon, anything. And then you sail, um, sailing back to either the next port or sometimes it might be the last stop before you go back to. Uh, Florida, Port, Port Lauderdale, Miami, Tampa. Yeah, and that's what people who don't cruise often don't understand, especially in the Caribbean. Most of the time when you're going from port to port, you're sailing at night mm -hmm. so that you can spend the day at the different destinations. Uh, I mean, I did have a couple of cruises, like when I left out of Long Beach and went to um, Puerto Vallarta. The return trip took us two days at sea. 
all two mm-hmm. days. I mean, it was a long exactly. way back. Yeah. Cause we were a couple thousand miles away, but yeah, most of the time it's at night. So, yeah. And going back to that about people staying on board the ship, sometimes that they don't because for the same thing, you may have two days sailing. You may be, you sail out, out of Miami and you have one day at sea and then you're doing your different ports of call and then coming back, you may have two days of sailing. So you're like, uh, I'm done with this time. So yeah, enjoy mm-hmm. the thing about, about you have your floating hotel. Yeah, Get off yeah. the ship and enjoy the, the, the options that you have, the ports of call, the shore excursions, in, enjoy something different and then come back and, and enjoy the ship, the entertainment on board the ship, the lounges, the, the games, you know, or just hanging out. Just hang out. I wanted to ask you this. Um, pre-pandemic, were there any emerging destinations that were really becoming hot tourist spots? It doesn't matter whether it's a cruise destination or land-based destination, but were there anything that just was emerging? Because I, I, I feel it, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> to me, there were actually, to me personally, because we were working on them at that time, Tahiti and Cuba. Mm. Cuba does and not surprise doing, me. <laughs> yeah, but but doing doing the cruises to Cuba, you know, yeah, people you know, they were able to fly and all that stuff. But to me, at that time, I think for me, because we were we had packages and we had groups that were going to do those sailings to Tahiti, Tahiti and Cuba. Now Tahiti's out in the middle of nowhere. I've been to Fiji, and they're you know several hundred miles apart, but they're in the same region of the world. Where do mm. cruise ships for Tahiti leave out of? Well, but they're not the big cruise ships. This we're talking they're the smaller ones, yeah. The smaller ones that type charter like Windstar. Okay. And where do they leave out of? Uh, it would say they actually had they had to fly into California to San Francisco, and then they flew you out. I have to, I can't remember off the top of my head right now where they sailed out of okay. not i don't have but yeah you normally they were flying that you would fly into san francisco and i can't remember exactly where we went i'm yeah. sorry i have to work on my french to go to tahiti <laughs> i'm actually getting uh, i'm actually writing a movie that includes tahiti in it so oh. <laughs> yeah earlier you mentioned um about dubai um oh. would that be that would not be a cruise no destination. Um, That's airline, right? Okay. Last, la- my last trip, I escorted a group from Tuskegee University nurses. Um, mm-hmm. We did a trip to Dubai and did a cruise with Royal Caribbean on the Jewel of the Seas, Michael. <laughs> mm. uh, we flew to Dubai out of Dallas, and we had two days pre-cruise. We we did. Um, at dinner, we went to the sand dunes, to the desert. We, they drove us around the desert, and then we had dinner with dancing. We rode cam- uh, cam- camels and, you know, had the hand painted with henna. Um, but then we came back and we did the cruise. We went to um, Abu Dhabi, which is really, we could have done that by land as well, because from Dubai to Abu Dhabi is like maybe an hour and a half by bus, maybe. Um, but we were supposed to go to Qatar and then Bahrain. Those places were, by the time, because we were already end of February, beginning of March, the pandemic was going on. We had to turn the ship around. So we had more days in Dubai. We did go to the King's private island, um, mm. Jasbas, and um, we did do Abu Dhabi. Um, but I want to do, I was saying that this year, I want to see if I go to 
uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and maybe Doha and experience that and then create a package to promote and sell for 24, 23, 23 or 24. Yes. Okay. Um, you mentioned something when we had our earlier conversation before we started recording. This was the conversation we had last week that you also do convention slash organization tours uh, or yes. arrangements. And you'd mentioned uh, a lot of those are done on cruise ships now. Yes, uh, because no, corporate meetings or, or large meetings can be done on cruise ships because they have the venues. You have conference centers on board the ships now. Um, and everything is included in one price. When you do these at a hotel, you're paying for the meeting space, you're paying for the AV equipment, you're paying for the meals, you're paying for the rooms. Um, when you do them on a cruise ship, all this is included. The AV equipment, yes, you're gonna pay for a tech support. Um, and you, you'll have it if you require it, but if you're having mm -hmm. a meeting in their conference center and all you need is to set up your laptop and hook it up to the, to the screens, to the monitors and have a microphone, that they can do that and have it set up classroom style. They right. can do that for you. Or if you're bringing your tech, if you're using the theater in the, in the, on the ship, absolutely. You're going to have to hire their tech to, so they can handle all that as far as the sound, the lighting, et cetera. And that normally entails like from $75 to a hundred dollars an hour for the tech support. Wow. But then you're using a theater that can accommodate in some cases up to 2,500 people. Right. So, yeah, because I've done three of three conventions at sea. The first two, I was just um, an innocent bystander. The last one I actually had to help plan. <laughs> and, and honestly, because I, you know, I have media in my background, the tech part of it came as a piece of cake to me. And I, I yeah. had no problem interfacing. But, you know, we we also arranged private dinners and exactly. private and that, wine and, that's and stuff. Exactly. And that's what I helped with as far as and you're having your private cocktail receptions for your specific to your group. You have your, your pri you can have private dinners or you can have a section of tables sectioned off for your, for your group, for group dining, where people can interact in themselves. They might have a table assigned, but then once you get into the flow, people can switch out and, and exchange and network. So, so we, Dave's an audio visual guy by training. So uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to utilize his services. But the first thing we have to do is get him on the boat. We need to do that. Get him on. The, we're getting him on the ship. We're not getting him on a boat. <laughs> okay, we'll, him we'll put him on a ship instead. Okay. I, I like the little dinghy idea better. <laughs> no, but then how are we going to use his services? Oh, he can email him over to me. He, he can stay close enough to use the ship's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and see, to those groups, speaking of Wi-Fi, um, the internet services see is amazing, especially I will. I, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and Gotten a lot better. You might say that I'm a favorite of Royal Caribbean, but because I've worked on the cruise ships of, of all the cruise lines, yes, Boom, which is on board Royal Caribbean, has been amazing. For the river cruises, I will say as well, because it is a smaller ship, they do their internet service. And when I was on with Viking River Cruises, it was amazing too. I could not complain at all. Yeah. But at, to that point, I only use my phone. When I when I was on Viking River, I will confess that I did take my my significant other, my laptop, but <laughs> I took it out of my carry-on, put it on my nightstand, and then the night before I was packing, I put it back in. It came dead on arrival because I didn't plug it in. <laughs> oh, so I did not plug it in. I was really 
it, I, it was the first time that I was focusing on enjoying a cruise because I didn't have to work. And I, mm-hmm. and, and not to take away from that, cause I do enjoy it. I love the fact, you know, it to me is the process to getting from, from, and normally this is done a year out to getting from the booking and negotiating the meeting space and what the client needs. And, you know, if he wants to do a meet and greet, do we need a, a, a help desk? Do we, um, how many days are we going to use that? How many days are we going to use the, the conference center? How many of uh, the, sometimes they, they have two or four conference centers can be combined. Can it be combined? And we need two Well, we need this in the morning. Oh, they're doing their show excursions. No, we're going to be in, in Jamaica. So no, we don't need the meeting space or they, they give you the theater and then they take it back, <laughs> you know? So that part is, I, it's challenging, sometimes a little stressful, but at the end of the day, when everything is said and done and everything is done, uh, it's just, you, I feel good. I like the right. fact that people enjoy, have enjoyed themselves, had a great time. You will have some hiccups. We always do. I oh, mean, it's not that's life. It's no pun intended. It's never going to be perfect sailing, <laughs> but, but, sometimes, <laughs> but, but sometimes, I mean, that's life. Yeah. Some things happen, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, but we get over them and move on and right. we learn yeah. from them too. Yes. I mean, and I would imagine that even though this is a business for you, I would imagine that you get significant pleasure and gratitude out of putting smiles on people's faces, having people uh, really have those once in a lifetime experiences, don't you? Absolutely. I I never thought that I would be doing this because um, my background was admin, you know, executive administrator. But going working in in the industry, and if you had told me years ago that I would be able to travel, you know. One minute I was in Hawaii, the next minute I was going to Amsterdam and, you know, my boss, I never forget that one time because we had kind of like an, a, an emergency. So I had to escort several groups. He's like, do you want to go to Bermuda? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when are we leaving? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it was, and, and I'm, I'm serious. I had to do Hawaii and then from Hawaii, I had to go to, to Amsterdam. And it was the the only thing that I never forget. He told me, um, my ex boss told me, when are you going to sleep? I'm like, I can sleep mm. on the plane. Mm. And yeah, after everything was said and done and I had laid, you know, I got onto my seat and I laid back and it was like a, my head hit the, the, the seat and I was mm-hmm. just like dozing off. And all of a sudden from a distance, I kept on hearing somebody calling me. And then all of a sudden I just, I heard Miss Cumberbatch and I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was the flight attendant asking me what time I wanted to eat. And I'm like, I didn't order any food. My ex-boss mm, had ordered Your boss food. did. <laughs> he had ordered my meal. And I'm like, because he did my flights. And he had ordered my meal. And I didn't know until I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay. then. But it makes me feel good that that I'm able to assist someone. And when they say thank you and, or send an email saying you were amazing, your professionalism and all that, that to me is you're doing the right thing is, you know, sometimes when we question ourselves, am I doing the right thing? Am I, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, I have to be patient with myself because I don't want to get over excited why something is not happening or moving forward, but knowing that someone is, that someone is saying, thank you. And mm-hmm. 
you know, you were amazing. Can't, are you doing this? And even people that I work with in the past and giving them my information now is letting them know that, you know, congratulations on, on going out on your own and all this and looking forward to working with you. Are you still doing this and that? I'm here. I'm ready. When right. you guys are ready, I'm here. Oh, I, I'm a big advocate for using travel agents anyway, because honestly, I don't like the hassle. I didn't like planning my trips to Mexico. I don't like, <laughs> I, I, I just, to, to me, it's like, I know, because I am in the industry, I know it, but yeah. I still don't want the hassle. You don't want to do the, the, the back, the behind the scenes. And that's what I'm yeah. here for, to do the behind the scenes. Right. Ask the questions. I will ask the questions and hopefully get it, the answers. Some people, you know, they're a little hesitant to give information. And I understand that. But, you know, for me to help you enjoy your trip, I need to ask some questions to know from how to get from point A to point B. Right. And then yeah. for you to come back to point A once yeah. you finish. I, I've gotten to the point in my life right now because, like, I, I told uh, my son this a couple of weeks ago. I said, every time we go someplace on a on a family vacation, I get stuck driving. I don't <laughs> even want to do that anymore because I can't enjoy. I, I, I'm a scenic yeah. person. I like to see things, and you yeah. know, when you're driving down the road at 80 miles an hour, you can't see anything. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to be paying attention what's your surroundings, what's where you're going, and who's coming behind you, and who's coming this way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the first the first time we drove up Pacific Coast Highway, the beautiful area just south of Monterey, I drove. And if you've ever been on that road, it's a little treacherous because you're you're hugging cliffs on the Pacific Ocean side. Uh, and on the uh, other side, it's a mountains. And some places, there's two lane roads. They've had mudslides and bridges washed out. And I drove up and back on that road. And I'm like, I didn't get to enjoy this. I'd rather take yeah. Amtrak. At least I could see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Amtrak is pretty good. You know, when you're doing a cross country, that's not yeah. Bad. Well, I, actually, I was wanted to ask you about that because we've been looking at taking an Amtrak from San Diego up to Vancouver, Canada, mm-hmm. up the West Coast, and um, because I'm so I mean it's three thousand miles, so I don't want to drive it anyway. So, no. uh, and I, I mean, I've done Amtrak in Washington, going back and forth between Washington, New York, and Boston and Philly, but I've never done Amtrak like that. Well, I've never done it, but I do know people that have done it and have enjoyed it. And to your to your comment that you're enjoying the view, um, the 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 cabin space that's also available, the rooms that they have are very comfortable as well. So, you know, I can't speak on it that much, but yes, they have enjoyed it because he's done cross country from he's gone from California all the way to Florida. Right. Yeah. Well, my, my dad, when he lived in Baltimore, he used to visit me in California and because he hated to fly. He would always take Amtrak. Now, there's something I don't understand because my dad is a United States Air Force veteran. How can you hate flying? Um, but I digress. Um, <laughs> I, I just never understood that. But he he liked the train. But maybe because he was too many times on a plane. So it could have been. I mean, that trip to Vietnam, I'm sure it took him two days to get there. Yeah. So um, well, are there any changes or anything on the horizon in the travel space, especially as it pertains to what you do, that we should be aware of? Are there any new destinations coming up? Are there any changes in how you operate or anything like that? Um, As far as destinations coming up is, I mean, it's waiting to see what the cruise lines, what their land programs are going to be. And I think it's, they are talking about it, but right off the top of my head, I couldn't say. I know that a lot of it, I know that Viking River Cruises is planning to do river cruising here in the United States as well. Um, I know that they, um, the other cruise lines are kind of catering to also opening different itineraries to, to the Caribbean, but it's, 
the Caribbean is kind of like the same always. You know, you're either doing Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean, and you can literally it's like, I'm just going to get off here and do some shopping and go back home. Yeah. <laughs> It's like going, it's like going to your closest mall. <laughs> it's, just taking you a little, it's just taking you a little bit longer. That begs for a very interesting question based on what you said. How, how many of your clients are repeat clients? And even though we acknowledge what you just said, if I'm taking that cruise for the first time or that um, trip for the first time, it's new to me. It's not something that is stale to me. Well, repeat clients, I will tell you something about repeat clients. They will, Once they love a cruise ship, they will be going on that cruise ship depending on the, the, the time of the year that they sail. So okay. repeat clients, I have had at about 60, 70% repeat client, return clients. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, but again, they do like, I'm not taking away from the Caribbean, but they do like going to the Caribbean. Some people, it does get to the point that, you know, they've done like the West Coast sailings, which are shorter sailings, and they're doing Mexico, Ensenada, Riviera, Riviera, Mexico. They don't want to do that anymore. So, but then it gets to that point, And you have to remember this. The other thing about new destinations in the Caribbean, they have to be able, the ships have to be able to go into port or tender. Yep, so if right. there's not a if the if the cruise lines are not funding these locations to create to build these ports, then mm-hmm. the ships are not going to be able to get in there. They have to be able to tender. Right, right. So and, and, when you, and the yeah, bigger the ship, the bigger the port has to be. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna otherwise you're gonna be ferrying over a couple thousand cruise ship passengers. And I know on my experience that took you know like half a day. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's it, that's a lot of behind the scenes that they're going to have to work on to to figure out. And I know, again, these cruise lines do work with the islands as well in the Caribbean. They do donate a lot um, because they're a lot of their staff work is from there as well, and and they live off of that. Right. You know, the 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 vendors. The, the food, all, everything, the excursions, they live off the, the tourism that comes from these ships and, and the land programs, the resorts of people traveling to these islands. They, that's, that's their livelihood. Yeah. Well, there's other than the river cruise, which I'm going to do several of them, by the way. So keep that in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only two other cruise ships I want. I actually wanted to do a repositioning cruise. Uh, for those of you who don't know who, what repositioning cruises are, that's when the cruise ship has to move, like, let's say, their cruise ships from the West Coast to the East Coast for yeah. the high sailing season in the Caribbean or from the U.S. mainland to the Mediterranean. Anyway, I wanted to do one because I wanted to go through the Panama Canal. I wanted to go through all eight locks. My girlfriend said, are you nuts? She Why? said, she said, I will do. She says, what we're going to do instead is we're going to take a Norwegian out of South Florida somewhere. We would go through the first lock on the Caribbean side because it gets out in Lake Gargan and it turns around and comes back. You said one lock. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> I gave in. Then the pandemic hit. We didn't go. Um, and the other cruise I wanted to take was Mediterranean. Oh, the Mediterranean. Well, you know, I'm a fan of the Amalfi Coast. If I can do my my if I can do my job and live in the Amalfi Coast, I would be amazed. I would be a happy camper. No I, have, I have a way for you to do that. Just borrow Dave's private jet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't know? Yeah. Dave's wired. I didn't know that. Yeah, Dave's wired. <laughs> and and, uh, and go- 
Yeah, Dave, and going back to your other thing, I understand maybe the little bit of hesitancy about going to Europe on a river cruise right now, but I don't understand. Um, You know, we've got to get out of this fear thing sometimes that's overreacting. That's why I'm saying we shouldn't allow ourselves to be held hostage because of fear. Right. Um, We had that fear um, in the past of past incidents, incidents that we all lived through uh, that I don't think we need to be mentioning. But at the end of the day, we need to be take 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 back our lives. Right. And part of our lives is enjoying our lives, enjoying entertainment, enjoying going out. It it cannot be the norm that we're on the phone all the time. We're on a Zoom call or just being couch potatoes, watching Netflix. Right, Right. And and doing the travel channel. We need to get out there and travel ourselves and enjoy, Right. you know, not just enjoy a picture that somebody posted. That picture should incentivize us and give us that that push to to decide to pick up the phone and call Gisha. I want to do this. (laughs) Well, Gisha, I have one catch all question. Is there anything about the travel experience that we did not touch on? Uh, Something that the the consumer, the the listener needs to know about how you operate so that they understand that they're actually in better hands with you than going through those OTAs? Um, I think, like I said, that I am here to 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 make help you make memorable experiences and to meet and exceed your expectations. Just give me a try. Yep. We're going to have Dave report back on his little dinghy on the boat experience. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm at, by the way, so um, actually before I forgot, I did forget. Um, next month, I am getting on the Holland America new ship Rotterdam. Oh, I'm wow. doing it's doing the Caribbean. Don't ask me where, because I don't have my notes in front of me. And I and I just remember that I have to do my own, finish up my online check in. But I will be posting some some images and maybe do a Facebook live when I get on board April 10th. Oh, we want to play. Make sure you get some of that stuff to us. I actually posted something yes. about the Rotterdam sailing a couple of weeks ago on our website. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're going. At least I get a first hand yes. look. Yes, I am definitely excited about that. Um, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it because I have not experienced Holland America. Um, I have other uh, other uh, dream vacation um, franchise owners, franchisees are going to be traveling as well. But yeah, cool, nice, looking nice. Well, we, we've kept we've kept you for an hour. Um, yeah, well, what I, what we wanted to do was we wanted to enlighten people that. Booking online is not always the best thing to do. And as a matter of fact, nine times out of 10, it isn't. And I'm not trying to besmirch the online folks. It's just that yes. there's a better way to do that where the hassle is not on you. You need to be only worrying about packing your bag and getting on that flight and getting, be it on a cruise ship or getting onto the, your resort and just relaxing with your drink in hand. And if you're not a drinker, just shut your eyes and listen to the ocean. Oh, yeah, that's what I was born on a notion. So that's actually one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) Yes. And enjoy and just come back and have those memories. Leave the phone. Stop texting. Enjoy your surroundings. What is it that they say? Take a little time to enjoy the view. Yep. (laughs) Really take a little time to enjoy the view. I mean, the views on cruise ships or even, you know, some of the places where you wouldn't take a cruise ship, the views are stunning. It's just that you you got to take the time to enjoy it. (laughs) To disconnect. Actually disconnect how many people are willing to take that challenge to go on a vacation and a trip and disconnect 
Right. Yeah. Well, Keisha, thanks for doing this one more time. What is the best way to get a hold of you? Um, my cell phone, 703-389-4617. And uh, if you miss all that, it will also be posted in the write-up on our website and stuff like that. So uh, don't despair if you didn't get all that, because we'll have it ready for you. Keisha, again, thank you so much for thank doing that. Thank you guys and, for uh, this opportunity. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to Most put up with certainly. Cousin Cumberbatch there. thank you david thank you michael it has been an amazing pleasure you are so welcome and that is it for this edition of tripcast 360 we'll see you in two weeks with another version of uh i don't know what we're talking about in two weeks but we'll figure it out anyway dave take us home well i hope you enjoyed the podcast just as much as we did and um certainly it was a pleasure to have gisha on board there's so much about the industry that we have learned today. So, you know, we all benefit from having her on, on our podcast. All right. Well, again, this is Michael Gordon Bennett. And on behalf of David and Gisha, say so long. See you next time. Bye.